Okay, we are about to venture into part three of the um, the, she- the history behind the music with Sheffield Wednesday. This is big. We have our guitarist Kevin has entered the uh, the podcasting. Do you want to say hi, Kevin? Hello. How are you? He's been here. Thanks for he, inviting. He drove like two thousand miles. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, to be here, uh, it's a big deal. It's a big deal when people travel this far because this recording has gone to so many people now that uh, I, we might have to revitalize the band with all the uh, all the notes we're getting. Okay, so we're eno- just looking for a drummer, though, man. Enough is enough. So here's this deal: we're <laughs> we're going into two more songs tonight. The songs are "Hope You're Happy Now" and "Sun God." Um, there's a fascinating past behind these these songs, which which we'll get into. And we've noticed over this cast, we've gone. Um, if you listen to the first one, we we dwelled into our garage band formative days of what made a band want to be a band, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Our singer never even wanted to be in a band. He just showed question. up. <laughs> I was late, so uh, yeah. One thing I will note too: a big reason we had this band was Kevin had a Fender guitar in his his uh, house, and that was pretty cool. That's right. We were like, "This guitar is cool. Maybe there's something behind this." The other thing we're going to talk about is we went from Garage Band to our first, uh, our a few party shows that we did some major shows in uh the soma and san diego and the spirit club we didn't get too much in the spirit but multiple shows in san diego i recant because jerry's explained to me we had two shows and i thought we only had one so yeah and i was made to sound like in the last podcast that i was a moron because there were two shows i can anyway. i confess anyway go i on. was the moron go on okay so killjoy uh, moron killjoy moron go on <laughs> Yes. Okay, so now <clears throat> we've acquired some, some minor fame, I want to say, uh, in the local town of Powell. What is, what is minor fame? <laughs> well, we're in the bus leagues. We're trying to make it to the majors. But sure. here, here's what sort of happened. I mean, every band hits its rough spot because you start to hit, and then it's like, wait a minute, we all faded into college, right? Which we tried to like... We tried to hold on to the band because we had to record. We had the recordings. And I got one sidetrack. These recordings don't sound as good as the real stuff. And I'm a little bummed out by that because you can't get the energy that was there. That's true. Okay. Nothing beats, nothing beats a live show. Right? Nothing beats the live show, especially when <laughs> you're recording with the heroin addict in Escondido. So, he, was he an addict? Probably. He, he like had a name. mullet. I yeah. had a mullet. He Maybe like you wore heroin. He did, right? He yeah. did. I didn't. It place terrified me. And the way he was looking at you too. <laughs> All right. So, I think you guys should replay. Hope you're happy now. Right now. Can no. you guys do it? We have one. We have one guitar. No, we can't do that. We got it recorded here. So. Um, okay. Great. <laughs> Kevin, when when do you when do you hope you're happy now show up? Ooh. Man, well we were we were in the middle of you know writing all these songs. It was kind of like we wrote you know Sun God and and So Alone and some of these songs that we were writing in a short period of time. And Hope You're Happy Now was a song that I it was one of those songs where I, I came up with the progression that I really liked the the one that's current although it was i think originally 
it was a little bit different rhythm. Um, <clears throat> and then when I sat down to write lyrics, I had had a couple lines, you know, we, we, you've probably been the same where you write, you write a song and you, oh, this is a really cool line. And you start building it around that <clears throat> and around the chorus. So I knew, I knew I wanted the song to be, I hope you're happy now, meaning, um, and, and being genuine where like, if something happened, we're like, well, you know, I hope you're happy now. You know, I hope you're not being mean where, well, I hope you're happy now. See, sure. I, I always you took know? it like that. Maybe and not I think quite most mean. people do. Yeah. But when I, in my head, when I was writing it, it was more, that's not where the focus was. But then when we had, you know, when I started writing the lyrics and granted some of the lyrics, there's a couple lines in there that are barred from uh, Lisa. Um, Kendall's friend, Lisa Hess. Right? She ghost wrote some of our songs. <clears throat> no last no. names. No last names. No last names. Damn it. You... Nobody heard it. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it's not her last name anymore. Yeah, take so, that. At any rate, um, she was she was a, she wrote a lot of poetry, and she gave me all these poems. Right, that's where Mary to Candy came from. Those were her lyrics, and we I wrote the song to her lyrics, and so there were a couple lines in there that fit with "Hope You're Happy Now." Oh my God! We had a ghost. We had a female ghostwriter on the on no, the band. No, and I remember you. Showing me her notes on her, maybe her paper. Yeah. The married. Oh my God. I mean, and we gave this her credit. She, weird. she heard remembering, this. Remembering, we've been talking about this, remembering all these things. That was awesome. She heard both songs. We played it for her on a, we had like a VHS recording and we watched it on Glidden. Uh, in the house on a blue screen like you put the tape in but there was no video so the screen was just blue and it we, was just music we had no iPhones I guess <clears throat> this is a little pre-anything uh. pre-pager um, so uh, you know using hey, hang the, on use, I, go ahead I, this all sounds very dramatic for the moment but I just want to I want to paint a mental picture here about um, what Kevin's talking about <laughs> Kevin or Jerry describe Kevin's room he wrote this in it looked like a dog had been let it's loose. It's going to be the freaking milk gallon. Yeah, now. it is. <laughs> I'm driving up. I'm like, somebody's going to bring up the milk gallon. Oh, that's my favorite. milk gallon fucking I didn't bring it up. Story. Brian brought it I up. I love it. <clears throat> it was, I mean, it was just like my room. Uh, it, there's a lot going on. There's not a lot of floor Look, I wasn't the cleanest kid. You know? <laughs> yeah. But that whole milk gallon thing, in my head... Remember seeing it and being like, that's really weird that that's up there, but never moved it. No, let me just remind so, him. Go ahead. I came story. up to visit Kevin, and I think we had eaten cereal in his room. We left a milk gallon on the shelf. And then it came back a it week. It was empty. It, was empty. it wasn't a fucking full milk gallon. <laughs> it was you empty. left on the desk. It was empty. But then it came back a week later. I'm like, dude, that milk gallon's still there. But then, then I think you played a trick on me after that, because I think at that point, I left for like six months, and you're like, I'm going to mess with his head and leave it up there. <laughs> like, I came back like way later, and you just started laughing at me. Well, that, it did become a, you know what? What the fuck is this thing doing here? I'm just going to leave it. Yeah, it, was, it was on top of the deck. I mean, it was way up there by the ceiling. So, that was awesome. So, anyway. Podcast about Sheffield Wednesday. Well, that's Are a we Wednesday about story, that? kind of, so... Kind of. It was because we half of it was well, written in your yeah, in your room, room. honestly. There right. several songs in there, so hope you're happy now. Come on. So the lyrics kind of came together. I I wrote that all the lyrics in one night, and I kind of it was just one of those. It was one of the only songs that I wrote with Shepard Wednesday that 
um, I kind of just got on a roll and I felt that, or felt inspired, I guess, in a sense, you kind of, you just kind of feel it. It was like, if I go to sleep right now, um, I might not finish this, you know, the way I want to. And it was just kind of coming. Nice. And so I just sat and. I think all of your stuff came out like that. You would always be like, here's the whole thing. I tended to try and write it. A lot of those, the ones that I wrote, granted, some were like two minute songs. So, you know, it's only a couple stanzas here and there. But with this one, it wasn't, you know, we didn't implement any huge bridges or any. It was not a super complicated song. It just kind of flowed and it was mellow. But when I presented it. When I presented it. (laughs) When I presented it, it was like. I'm open for, you know, any kind of ideas. But when we started playing it, it was just kind of like, I think even the first or second time we went through it, it was yeah. kind of like, we all just kind of looked around. I was like, well, it's just so, really clean. and It was so divergent. Nice, you know? It was so divergent from anything I think we'd gotten into. I think I was listening to the Pogues at the time, too. And I was like, yeah, let's do, let's do this. Because it kind of had that. Had that it, uh, it, it did. It, it, I think it, it also it had, uh, you know, some of the... Uh, Please, 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 or uh, yeah, had a lot of that or, in there. Or uh, well, yeah. I wonder type, you know, this like real rhythmic kind of rolling. And then uh, the irony in the it lyric, was the rolling hills in general. Highway, That's right. right. The rolling. <laughs> Hold on, so, a little joke just came yeah. out there. Wait, that was our review in spirit. Yeah, yeah. So if you um, if you are from hey, San Diego, the reader what I was magazine. To interject was it's fucking awesome. The song was great. I remember you playing it for me and reading it. Awesome. That, I mean, it was one of those. I think I got done at like four o'clock in the morning, and, <clears throat> and it didn't change much, right? No, no. Like, and most of it was kind of like I had, you know, I had several lines. It was kind of like just piecing it together and finding where each one should go. You know, each stanza type thing, and then <clears throat> and getting some of Lisa's. She had two. She was the her lyrics are the bridge, and. Then just trying to think of, do I want to change it or, or add anything else or, you know, other chords or something. It was kind of like, yeah, you know, I think, and again, that really is to the, me, I didn't, I didn't finish I it and go, about that. I didn't finish it and go, this is it. This is the final song. Nothing's going to change. It was more like being satisfied that I wasn't going to lose my shit trying to, <laughs> trying to finish a song or be unhappy that I didn't finish because I went to bed. This, you know, we weren't. For the most part, we're not drinking like we are now. You was that, I mean? so yeah, it wasn't like... Did you write that on acoustic or... A, acoustic. A, it was yeah. all acoustic, yeah. And got done. It was more like, okay, I want to... I can't wait to, to play it. Because it was kind of a finished finished product in the sense where we could always add or change. And I would have been totally down. Like if you were like, hey, what if we did this or that? I would just, fuck, dude, let's try it and do it. But like I said, when we played it, I think we all just kind of went... Man, we, no, it really worked. I, I don't know if we really need to do much to it, you the, know? The only thing that didn't work, anything that only came out on the recording, I don't think any of us need to play the harmonica. I feel like that kind of comes through. Who, who plays the harmonica on this song? Well, it had to be Scott. Was it Scott? <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't... Was there a harmonica? There's a harmonica at the end <laughs> no, of it. I, I don't think There's so. harmonica really? at the end of the recording. I'm always like, are we just blowing on that? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> who who stepped in in the session and did this? Oh, that that would have been Scott. Then wasn't me. Yeah, that had to be Scott. And this was the song referred to earlier because you'll hear this song in a minute. But the that was the one where when we played the show at Soma, which was hundreds of kids in a dark tank of anger, spinning around in a pit, and then uh, and then uh, 
this song comes on and they are um they don't know what to do because it's so mellow and so there was like a three three mile an hour mosh pit like slowly swirling <laughs> in the middle and they're like what is this we just finished like like head on we just remembered today we did head ons a cover of the pixies cover of jesus and mary chain yeah, head on it. which got everybody going and then i i think i remember the moment of it quitting everybody there being so much energy and we were all like well this is going to be interesting <laughs> what happens well, it next was, you know but i i don't know like i was telling you earlier it i remember when we we got through about half you know halfway through the song and, and looking up or just kind of looking around and there were you know two or three girls that were kind of had migrated toward the stage and, and it wasn't like this huge mosh pit like it was the song before but where they were kind of sitting there you, you know people that we didn't know because we knew a lot of people at the show we had a lot of friends that came down to watch and these were people that I'd never seen before in my life and <clears throat> but I remember them sitting there and just being like really intrigued and just being like you know what this is the first time <laughs> I think rock, that rock star stuff was coming through well not just that it's also like these aren't just friends who are coming to be like hey that cool you know and yeah. nodding it was People that were that's that were listening to music that were like, huh? Like if I'm driving on the on the road and I hear a song on the radio that I had never heard before, but I'm kind of like, man, who is this? And I'm like shazamming it just so I can look yeah. it up later. It was kind of that feeling that I got. You know, they, they were kind of coming Which, up and like, wow, that this is cool. And it was it was that they something in their ears that they were hearing that were kind of like it, that that they liked and they wanted to get a little bit closer and check it out. But it was also, um, I don't know, something that, uh, what's it? It's, you think, you know, we'd written music and most people we played it for up until some of these legitimate shows were, were friends of ours or people we knew in some, some circle. And you just, a lot of times you just feel like everyone is being nice to me. And the first time you, uh, discover somebody actually like, digs this that you have no idea who they are it's it's a pretty you know you're like wow that's like an act it did something we transcended some plane no absolutely and you know it, it especially in that venue with everything that was going on the craziness of it all and, and the stories behind getting down there to play yeah. and almost missing out on being able to play and and um People being a little too uh, up or down for the show or whatnot, Herbal, but herbals, whatever. Supplements. But um, yeah, just having basically random people that liked the show. Which, and this, I'm going to digress for a second because I don't know if you've ever heard this story, Let's hear <clears throat> and you heard it. <clears throat> but you and I haven't seen each other for 15 years or something. So, Sean Finn, or Sean, sorry, rest of soul, rest, and, and, rest and, and, and good buddy Matt. Um, and, and this is probably even 10 years ago that we were talking to them, but uh, they had both sat on, on sitting around one night uh, drinking, you know, reminiscing on the old days, and the band came up, <clears throat> and I remember Sean just getting really passionate, and Matt was kind of chiming in, like, no, 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 dude, this is true, this is true, like, backing up the story. But Sean's like, hey, where'd he go? He went to Pepperdine, right, or something? Did he go yeah. To well, he, he graduated school at Pepperdine. Colorado State. Okay, so I think this is the Pepperdine was he's talking about, yeah. is what it sounded like. He had a recording. He had the, the studio recording that we had given it to him. You know, we, we handed it out to friends, you know, after we, we got a copy and we made some cassette tapes or whatnot. <clears throat> they used to play them at parties on campus. 
Ed Pepperdine. Yeah. Nice. And he was like, guys, you don't understand. You you guys were actually really popular. Why didn't we campus. play Pepperdine? Right? <laughs> <laughs> was so, half an hour away in Santa Barbara. Like, Redskins, and of course, you know, son of hockey. We're sitting here like, it's oh, not so, punk rock. We we're laughing it. about it. Like, shut up, Preppies. dude. You know, come on. This is like eight years later after the yeah. recording or something. No, 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 dude. We used to put it in and push play during a party and people would come up later and be like, Who's, who are you guys listening to? This is really, really good. And and Sean was like one of our biggest supporters. You know, he was like, dude, you guys were so Probably good, man. Biggest. You guys were, you guys were just like, you know, why do you guys got to keep playing? You know, and, and thinking. <clears throat> you could have been better than Blink-182. Follow my logic. <laughs> well, you know, we, we preceded all those bands, but. Uh, Wait, that was uh, Scarlet Jovan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's go good on. logic. Go on. Go on. Go on. No, but could have been a lawyer. That that type of, um, you know, there there were there were not just friends and but there I think there were other people too that listened or, or got to see us, and when we got done um, after the first Soma show, there was a group we were breaking down the equipment, and I don't I can't remember if it was the same girls that walked up during Hope You're Happy Now or if it was a couple other random people, but there were, there was maybe two or three people that came up and were like, dude, where are you guys playing again? When are you playing here again? Or where, you, where where's your next show going to be? Yeah. Yeah. We got a couple and of being those. like, uh, God, I don't know. I'm surprised we even got to play this yeah. one. You know? <laughs> yeah. But my I mean, guitar string I mean, broke. You know, I need to is, work a little before social media, you know, so it's not like, Oh, check my webpage and yeah. you know, my Twitter feed. But it was just kind of like, uh, you know, I don't know. You got to just read the reader and see if we make it in yeah. there sometime. And, and that's uh, fascinating, right? Like, now you can set up an Instagram feed or Facebook. Like, the second somebody likes your band, instantly they can be yeah. there. You know, well, at that time, there was like... Like, I remember our first show, us making some flyers and walking around Poway and, like, stapling them in the corners of, like, 31 flavors. I'm going, like, how lame is this? Like, I'm go- like who's going to see a sign like this? And Well, you know, I think, I think along with that is... People these days, you're building your business off of social media, right? I mean, the industry I'm in, there's a lot of crappy people out there or good people who are building a crappy business and they get popular strictly through Instagram and Facebook and, you know, all these other aspects. I think that's part of the reasons that personally, I mean, this is me personally, I think a lot of the music the past 10, 15 years has really been kind of crappy. And I think some of it's because... You're able to put a song on YouTube or these things. And you get all these followers and suddenly you're signed to a contract it's and a little, you get an album and you, and you flood you with the radio. And it's kind of like, man, where's the musicians? Where's the, where's the content and the passion and the, you know, the stories? And, the, and not just everything kind of sounds the same. You yeah. know, there's so much crappy music. And it'd be easy. I mean, shit, if, if there was Facebook and Instagram and this stuff in 1990, you know, when we're writing So Alone and hoping hey, all these songs. Totally. We right? need fucking legends, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it, it, think about it. Think about it because... No, I, I, no and, and this is what so I'm saying. is that like you get these graduate students at Pepperdine or, you know, random people that just want to listen to good music. I mean, I'll... Dude, yeah. if I hear somebody play acoustic at the library across the street from my work and I'm into it, like, I'll go watch them somewhere else. No, there's yeah, there's a know? lot of people I find on Instagram that have small followings and it's like, oh, if they're in town, you're going to go find them. I'll give you, I can give you a list of people that I like 
that my brother Kenny has turned me on to or, uh, or other people. But when I listen to them, like Bellwether and some of those bands, you know, that they're very obscure, um, acoustic kind of thing, just things that kind of influenced or inspired me a little bit, you know, after the band broke up and everything, but things you can listen to that, I mean, they're, they're solid, man. They're good songwriters and people aren't listening to them, but they're still out there. Yeah. It's like the, it's yeah. kind of, and you probably get this, like the stand up who goes up and it just keeps going, keeps going, even though it's maybe not working out every night. Even, what? <laughs> <laughs> Even no, but you're not funny. You see, no. you see talent. You know, it's like <laughs> hey, talent with success so doesn't always measure along it. How 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 long are we in? We are at. Uh, we haven't we're talked at, about Sheffield once. Hang on, we're we're twenty minutes in. We are gonna we're gonna break and play. Hope you're happy now, and then we'll come right back. Yesterday morning I'm tossing and turning The sun shining bright in my eyes Dreaming of you in my blanket of truth I can't see it cause I'm blind What's lost is what's found When a small circle's round I come up behind you again Tears from the clown Not a smile to a frown A man in love until then and I hope you're happy now And I hope you're happy now Learn and forget all those things I regret But they stay in place in my mind Feelings unknown from a heart stone cold I can't sit What's lost is what's found When a smile circles round And come up behind you again Tears from the cloud I'm a smile to a frown A man in love until then And I hope you're happy now And I hope you're happy now Just one scene Heard a sound but the feeling remains As my heart feels still and my thoughts are tame And I hope you're happy now And I hope you're happy now 
All right, I uh, hope you're happy now. That was the last song we did. We just we just, yes. just did. Yeah, we just did it. I cut it in there. Yeah. All right, so All right. great. The next moment in here, we're we're gonna talk about what it's like to go on tour for the very first time. When I think of tour, uh, <laughs> Kevin, you were in San Diego. Yeah. And Scott, I think, was down there. Yeah. I was in Santa Barbara. Where were you, Jerry? I was in uh, Northern California, the East Bay, if you will. <laughs> I will. Eric, Eric was in San Diego, too, the drummer. Yeah. So the three of us were down there, Santa Barbara. and Yeah, and um, I just thought it'd be a great idea to make all you guys come up north and uh, play a gig in the old pub at St. Mary's College that's been around for a hundred years. For a hundred years. Uh, you guys, uh, you guys made it up. Yeah, I always thought it was strange. Like, it's, when you do, in your mind, you think bands tour, right? Our longest tour was a 20-minute drive up until this point. <laughs> but the idea that we'd have to put all of our stuff in a car and drive all that way was kind of an insane thought. I mean, I remember moments where... I would leave from Santa Barbara to San Francisco and I wouldn't tell my parents when I was at your place in San Francisco I'd think to myself my parents have no idea I'm like ditched college for the weekend and they're gone which is a strange thing when you're like you're finally sort of out there in the wild so it was a long drive to get there and some of us and I appreciate the fact that you guys did that and I, I guess I made you do now, it. now well, Kevin, you I took remember, you took certain risks to make this trip. Yeah, and I and, and <laughs> well, I don't know if we'll get into too much of that. My, <laughs> Those are the juicy the, tidbits. The way that uh, the way that everything kind of came down to because you know Jerry and I were still in contact a lot, and <clears throat> he brought it up as kind of a uh, an idea, you know, like hey, you know, because I I've been to St. Mary's, I. I played ball there or played against them and, and uh, knew they had the pub on campus and I'd seen it. So he brought it up as kind of a, hey, I think we might be able to do a show here on campus in the pub. And thought, God, that'd be, that, that'd be fucking rad, dude. Let's, let's see what we can do. So we, you know, talked to Scott. I think Eric's like, his schedule's free. So it was a matter of just kind of making some logistics work, get some dates and then talking to you, you I, know, in yeah. Santa Barbara to see... When could we do this? When could we all coordinate with all the shit that we're all doing? Because I was playing ball. You're in Santa Barbara. Scott's just off tour with Donkey Show or whatever he did. And, you know, you're doing your stuff. And no, no, nobody knows what Eric's doing. So yeah. it was kind of, we, we came up with a date and said, let's do it. And we had our buddy Dave, who happened to be a, a good mechanic and uh, or mechanically inclined. And... Uh, Slash roadie, and he wanted to go, so we did it. We we figured out a date and loaded up the cars, and we we made a pit stop at uh, Santa Barbara. And we through got my, Brian and, my, and my brother was it going to school at UCSB at the time, and crashed there for I don't know, did say just one night or two? I can't remember. It was he's a, hazy too. He doesn't was, remember anything. Either, yeah, but it yeah, was a blitz screen too. Yeah, it so was we, it was a Friday Saturday back by Sunday moment I think yeah I mean it was a quick trip and 
then we, we, we hightailed it up there. So it was, uh, so we, it was I remember getting up there and it being a little strange. It was funny at this time because I was thick and, and this was thick and grunge era. And I remember we went down to, do you remember this? We went down to, uh, hate or not hate, but, uh, Telegraph Avenue. Oh, in Berkeley? In Berkeley. And we're all down there. Oh yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I remember we we're down there and I sat down and you guys were all like, where's Brian? You couldn't find me. And I was right next to you. And you, you, I don't remember that. You remember this? You were like, we lost Brian. Because, Jerry, I think you thought I was a homeless guy. Like, <laughs> do you remember this? It's you or Scott or somebody. I, I was sitting right there and they're like, where's Brian? I was literally like a foot away. And everyone's just like, couldn't find me. That's what a bum I looked like at the point in time. Well, you know, it was that kind of road trip, man. And you, it was uh, from Santa Barbara to there. Going up the 101 was... What, about seven hours or something like that? Yeah. From there? Um, but that was a fun trip. And we got, you know, and, and Jerry had it all set up with, um, you know, the, the location. Everything was kind of set and ready. And we even had a band that was going to open up for us, a bunch of local high school kids named the Bushwhackers, right? And we did, we played in there. I remember at the time, too, because we went and played in their practice spot to warm yeah. up beforehand. I think they played before us. And I was like... These kids are really good. Yeah, Maybe they should they play good. after us. Yeah. <laughs> well, they had they had a good sound, and and the singer was good, man. Yeah, like, I think that's what made them sound better than yeah it made than up what for they the, were because he had some soul, like he had some bluesy type shit going on. Yeah, and uh, just a unique voice, and they were all solid guys, and they were I mean they were good musicians as well. But and they um, opened for us. Did they open for us that night? Yeah, they did. They were playing for. Yeah, they had to because we got shut down. Because we got shut down. <laughs> I know. Which is. Yeah, we got shut down. Yeah. They played a short a short session. So what was happening that night? That we got down there. We're running through our set. We're Jerry. You rented a PA, right? Yeah. And didn't know how to work it. <laughs> Other than plugging all the. Speakers in and just all right, turn it up here. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. No mixer or anything, right? It was just a no. just no, mics and mics my, off. Straight. You had a, totally my fault. You mix yeah. up your own. Stuff. You just wanted but, uh, to be louder than all of us. Yeah. Well, you know, at least we knew how to tune our guitars to each other, so that made a huge difference. You know, this was the first time I had just gotten a new amp too. I had a big amp for that show, which I normally had that little jack, that's right, that's right, like little gorilla kicker. That's for right. ages. Yeah. You're so proud of that. Yeah. It was the beast. The big little girl was nice, but like sorry, your big one was 15, nice. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Bass right. players have bigger strings. Sorry, what was the question? Yeah. Yeah, we we by that time, you know, this is granted we had all gone off to school or you know do, do our own thing, but we were still playing. Like I think we were a little bit more serious in a sense. I mean, you were surrounded by guys, you know. It, it, Westmont with uh, you know musically inclined people, which I'm jealous of. It was great, um, we had but three, we were all still we there. were all still playing. I and mean, even you were in Santa Barbara, you know, me and Scott and Eric were still getting together and trying to get some shows. You know, figure out something, just try and keep it alive for a little bit, see if we can get you back down or you know get guys back down to do some shows. But um, so that was kind of the. And that St. Mary's trip was really kind of one of the last hurrahs in a sense. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, that was it. Of all of yeah. us together and without knowing it at the time. So, so we maybe got... Maybe anticipating it, you know? That was fun. So we got really, really loud with that PA. 
And what what happened to shut us down? Um, a the dean war. of the, <laughs> <laughs> it was a war. <clears throat> it was the eve of the Persian Gulf War. Even the Persian Gulf War, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, the dean of Saint Mary's, who happened to be. <laughs> Holding a vigil at the time. A candlelight vigil. That's candlelight right. vigil. Yeah. And Jerry's just swearing like a drunken sailor out of the microphone. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you fucking fuck. <laughs> just love me, love me, love me. Yeah. <laughs> that's all it was. I don't be. No, man. Uh, that's it. We, uh... They How many songs did we get through? It's a couple. We just didn't get the sun god, right? We didn't get sun god. <laughs> We didn't get the sun god. I was throwing glasses at the chain link fence at that point. This is it. No, the... Uh, did you ever... Did they ever, like, you ever get in trouble for that? Was everyone like, who did this? No? They were just like, forget it. Never they kids. forgive. I was <laughs> right. a legend after that. Like, yeah, Jerry's got the guy. All these rich kids, you know. There was only uh, like 15 people that were watching, but... Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. Was it? But, there was more than no, 15 there, there in was there. More, there yeah. was more. I mean, I have some of the pictures, I think. It, you have some of them, too, I'm sure. With Joey and you know, Wendy and John. and yeah. you know, People dancing and stuff out in the front. <clears throat> but, um, but that was it. That was it. a good show, man. I mean, well, well, they came in, right? So we got through, I don't know how many songs. And they come in, and that kind of was berating us a little bit like how could you be doing this on the eve of war yeah. we have a candlelight vigil it's like hey bro hey dude, we don't know about this and yeah I, I tell you how tapped in I was at that point in time I was like there's a war going on like, yeah what? so <laughs> no and you did and I remember that we turned it up more than it's like ah just turned it up I think I remember the, saying some of the yeah, it's too loud you're too old moments there well eventually we unplugged everything and we finished out the last three or four songs. Oh, yes. It was all acoustic. And so that's when you and I did the, um, we were talking about the Hunger Strike and yeah. the, the Can't Always Get What You Want, which, uh, I mean, there, I, don't, I can't remember what it was. We did a couple, we did like three songs that were acoustic and then that was it. But, um, then we all piled our stuff into a car and we started driving back. Ready. Yeah. yeah. That was it. Good time. That was the last of the famous right there, man. The last of the famous. The last of the famous. That was uh, after that, all the wheels came off for the most part. That was the collapse. (laughs) That was the breakup that you don't think ever happened. Well, I I think we did the USD was after that. We we did a couple shows. It was Jerry was never there. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, after that, it was kind of. Just, oh, you know, and this is still kind of pre-cell phone. So it's like, you know, Once people go their separate like ways, they, they hey, might as well be in outer space. Brian, check this, check this yeah. song out, man. And we couldn't collaborate the same. Like, if that was around back then. It is true I that. I could have seen it being like, hey, dude, but, I'm going to send you a link. Go in and yeah. write a baseline to it and send yeah. it back to me. You know, we could still write songs and. The, all it, the but. all the later songs were like that too. They were all very mm-hmm. solo projects. Like Deep was like that, where it was like, okay, here's the song. It was that's never still one like of my a, favorite songs, dude. It was never that's like all. a. Uh, we I all did sat that open mic a couple times. You did Deep on those? Yeah. <sighs> it's 
But I want to record I, that. But thing. I had to remember the lyrics. I probably left out a stanza or not. Remember that Blarney Stone. It's a few stanzas that gotten gotten foggy for me. That's great, great song. Man. All right, we're gonna come back with um, the history of Sun God is up next. Lucky listeners out there in Incarnate. <laughs> All right, the third section of our podcast tonight is going to resolve around, uh, revolve around the song Sun God. Sun God was our closing song <laughs> that we always tried to get to. And what we learned early on was that when you play in a band that plays in precarious places, you rarely get to the last song. Which advice for young bands, play your best songs first. Play your best songs first, and and because people will watch for a while, and then they'll walk away. And and, and the comedian Kevin Hart, he uh, uh, performed in uh, the ghetto, so he had to perform hot fast to make sure he was welcomed on stage. I sound drunk. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Have another. Well, okay. Well, listen. I I think also with you know, not just necessarily playing your best song first but I mean Sun God was definitely one of our best songs without without a doubt and but it was also that one that we put up there like oh dude this is the one we gotta close with we're gonna blow their mind and walk off the stage and encore us back on at some freaking high school party yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> and all of you were clapping we're back on stage. Like, we're only playing like eight or nine songs anyway, you know, and maybe a, you know a cover thrown in there here and there. But you know, you get too artistic or too smart trying to think of uh, your set list. Okay, how are we going to do this? Yeah. How are we going to do it? And of course, you don't take that into consideration. You're playing at uh, somebody's back patio in uh, Highlands Ranch yeah. or High Valley on a freaking Friday night because their parents are out in mammoth skiing or something. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, but there is, that, that definitely is a song that we, we had admired most from the moment we wrote it because we knew it was a little bit different than some of the other stuff we had been writing and it just had a, it had a power and it had a, uh, an intensity that I think was probably the, at that point, if, if not, all points the best put together song it was um, one of our later like songs best too. produced yeah. song in a sense um, and I remember when uh, we were talking about this the other day but uh, Jerry was at my house one afternoon and we were I mean I remember it vividly because we were downstairs in my brother's room he was off at, in Santa Barbara and I think we were listening to music or something because he had some some cool albums down there so we are listening to some vinyl and you know, pre cell phone day, so you called the the landline. And it was like, hey, I just wrote a new song. Why you guys listen to this? And you, yeah. you just kind of put the phone down, speaker, you know, so to speak. You remember multiple calls like that. And listen you, to and this. You played it. You you played Sun God, just you and the acoustic, um, over the phone, and we right away were like, dude, we'll be there in fifteen minutes. Let's go jam this thing. And so we. We hung up and packed up to get, you know, I got my guitar and we went over and uh, I can't remember if Scott was there or not, but I don't remember anything besides that moment. Yeah. That's what I remember. 
And so we went, and we knew when we got over there, we played it a couple times. It was like, dude, this is going to be a good one. Especially when we were like, you know, sitting around thinking, all right, you know, it would be really cool, the drum line. Yeah. And, and stealing that drum line. And, and the drum line you'll listen to is just taken straight from uh, Morrissey's Disappointed, which we'd love forever. And we're just like, this has so much power. Well, in the it. thing I loved about the song itself was the drum line. Yeah. You know, the, from Disappointed. I remember we'd just sit on drums and we'd play that. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I remember the song and I remember the I remember the chorus of the song, but I don't know if I could tell you any lyrics or more. She's disappointed, but I remember yeah. the drum line and just kind of the power. But how 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 perfect that was for uh, for Sun God, you know? And then the way we were able to uh, oh, with some of the other changes and some of the other things that we did, you know, yeah. like the end of the song and. You know some of the other stuff, but and Eric, I think Eric really liked it because he got to actually bang the drums a little bit better. Than, yeah, yeah, you know, totally. on uh, Life's Old Masquerade and some of the other stuff. We need to find Eric. He's unfindable. It's a mystery. That drummer has just faded into the universe. So the the lyrics behind this, I remember sitting uh, at a living room that faced west. And in the afternoon, the sun would hit, and there was a golf course in our backyard, but the it was so hot, like, it hit these windows, and it would just, like, would cook you right there, like, if you just sat there for too long. So I'm messing around with the lyrics, and the lyrics, I mean, for how powerful it is, it's, like, what, E, G, and D? That's, yeah. It's fairly fairly basic, screwing around with that. But I think the song... Powerful chords. I think the song started... I think it was started to call a song called Riding Wild Rabbits and then it morphed into this sun god thing but at the time I was going through all these sort of existential crises right of like uh, these things up in your life against you I think high school is ending some women I think were pissed off or didn't like me or something and the no. songs the songs that's, that's the song the song is really stop come on the song is really about these forces that you can't contain and they're coming to kill you. And I, I think that's what it is. It's like, you know, at some point I'm going to just annihilate you and you're, you're charging that thing. So no, um, I, I, that's really what it's about. Okay, great. Like going head on into the face of death and smiling about it. That's, that's what's there. And I really wanted a moment to... I think there's, there's a lot of uh, latent U2 in it with all the feedback. I think Ral and Hum had come out or something. And I really wanted a, an interlude there on the bass. I think there's a moment in uh, Ral and Hum, Bolt the Blue Sky, if you watch it, where they sit on the edge a little too long as he's just sitting there going through feedback. And that moment on this, after the third chorus, it's just guitar and drums and feedback. So I was like, this will be the moment we put in the video. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and, then it, and then it comes at you, but it's just like, uh, I don't know, the song's got so much aggression. The line has been brought up, wasteland of burning hate, there's nothing left out here for you to rape. It's a weird, to tell you, those are the one, ones where your parents go, what do you, what's this you mean here, son? <laughs> I think my mom asked me that, like, what's up with this lyric? Nothing left out there for you to rape. What's going on with you? <laughs> right. Oh, man. 
This is like what eighty nine ninety, right? So somewhere in there. Yeah, it had to be. We were done in ninety, so yeah. Uh, but then that yeah. it, who did was I think you wrote the end of it, right? Yeah. The, that yeah. progression, the, yeah. The, the, that was a. Uh, it was actually part of another song I was putting together, and it just kind of fit. Like I don't remember how it came about, but it was like you know, it, what if we did it? Because part of it is is same chords, so it's kind of backwards <clears throat> originally. So we just kind of tried it out. I was like, hey, you know what? Let's see if this works. Yeah, and it and it. It did, and it kind of, especially with, you know, the feedback and the drums and kind of what we were trying to accomplish as far as uh, the intensity of the song and the... the it hits that it moment. It just kind of builds up and... Dun, 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 you know, there's no... It's just bass and drums and and the feedback, and, and I, th- I thought it was a pretty cool ending to That, that to moment, to me, when it starts to hit uh, visually for me has always been like this moment of like some like... Persian god we're going through the desert on chariots like coming to coming to kill whoever's left like that's like always what's sort of been in my head. head wow yeah Whoa. just like you I said shaved head just like you yeah okay. I know right I, I shot. it could have been Jerry yeah that's <laughs> <Wow. laughs> ah, like this drive like Jehu like, moment uh, I'll kill like 300 right? yes that's what it was in yeah. my head yeah exactly what it was uh, powerful stuff son guy okay yeah. great um and we really never got, <laughs> we really never got like a. No, we. I'm didn't, trying to think of a know. show where we really let that one go. Uh, I don't think we ever did. No, we. So and in, but it's, it's it's the one song I like in recording. No, that one's so and so alone, which we haven't talked about. But I think the recordings here might have been about, better than like. Talk about so alone. Art? We haven't talked about so alone at all. I think they did yeah. the first one. No, it was. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, didn't we do uh, we did Sun God at uh, the Spirit right that was the we did uh, Sun God at the Spirit but but it wasn't the, I mean it wasn't the same you want to do Sun God at Soma where well, people were lighting their hair on fire well, we did it at Soma we did it at Soma yeah okay, we did it at Soma in fact the second show I think we started it there yeah we started off with that yeah I think you brought that up damn it yeah because it I was, knew uh, it you're wrong. <laughs> Brian's wrong. I'm right. I was inverted. Jerry, you're crazy was, uh... about talking about the second show. <laughs> no, there's a second show. I know. Cause... You know who would know? Kenny. Yeah, we'll refer to our producer on this one. I'll reach out to him tomorrow. I'll reach out to my agent. All right, so with that, any other tip of the hat to Sun God? Ah, uh, man. It, it, that one's one that's funny because it's hard to play without a band like a, a lot of the other songs like you can play the song that one's one where you're like this is it's you, not you, the same song you can't no you're absolutely right you can't go play that at open mic no by yourself and and think it's the same thing it's, it, it's people are going to be like the, the lyrics are kind of weird the, you know, yeah. without everything else you need, you the feedback all. and the bass lines and all that other crap going on um, that's what made, I don't know that, that was one of my favorite songs to play it, it was uh, at least of our own songs some of my favorite ones just from the, the standpoint that 
You got we to never turn, got to play it. We got to turn everything up awesome. too, and you guys got to do so much cool feedback on the whole thing. Like everybody well, I never just did like, feedback, but for me, it was just the. I mean, I was just the rhythm, dude. You know, on that one, and but there was just something about the the drive of it. You know, the yeah. the for me rhythmically, like just to, just pumps, and it was easy and it was an acoustic, and which I I always loved, still love acoustic a little bit more than. You know, electric. Um, but being able to play that and with the drums and everything, it just, I don't know, that, that was one of those songs It's kind of everything seemed to kind of mix really well together. Yeah. Everything just kind of, we had a couple songs, I think, that were, I think we had maybe three or four songs, just kind of everything really melded together well, like on their own. You yeah. know, it wasn't like we were geniuses are trying to figure out oh, tune this or do, you know do that it's just kind of like the way we it's just the way they were written the sixth way, man. They, the way sixth each man. of us kind of came up with our part you know and did it and um that was that was one of those songs and the fact that this just goes down as one of those legendary songs is we wanted to play it like five or six times and never got to be done yeah and that's why when soma came and it was like Okay, we know we're not going to get shut down at Soma. So we're going to... You know what? It might have been the first show at Soma. We might have played Sun God first. And the second time, we might have played it last. Because we knew we weren't going to get shut down. But yeah. we, it might have been out of... So I don't know. We'd have to refer to... Kenny might know, man. Well, I don't know if he was there for both. But anyway. Yeah. All right. Here Good it song, is. Sun God. A legend in our own minds. Here it is, Sun God.